Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he still believes in staying home. It's Arturo Zurita! Uh, I forgot to put this one last week, but I was going to say, for those who don't know, Intercut is now on vertical, meaning that you can watch us horizontal. You don't even have to pay the four ninety nine. Like other apps have you do, you can just switch us over and boom, we're right there. Joined with a special guest today as well to talk about some brackets. It's Say Goodnight, Kevin! Woot! Woot, woot! <laughs> Wait, it's, we're recording uh, this from Nomsono Laugh Tracks. <laughs> Where's the laugh? Come on, I paused. Uh, I think we got thanks for having me track. on, guys. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure yeah. to have you on, dude. It's a pleasure to uh, bring Kevin back onto the show. He also joined us for a boys review back in the day, but uh, we're going to talk about a wider scope of things on today's show in a little bit. We're going to get into a bracket of the best box office champion. Uh, but first, we want to make sure that you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on youtube.com slash intercutpod or the audio version available on most podcatchers. Also, Follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at Intercut Pod. That's at Intercut P-O-D. That's short for podcast. All right, let's get into it with the way we start every week here on Intercut with what we're watching. What are you watching, buddy? There was a bunch of movies that came out last week, a bunch of VODs. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. One of them being uh, the exclusive Butt Boy. About the guy who... Yes. Absorbs things. Uh, into they his had butt. A, a fairly aggressive email campaign. Yes, they did. Uh, and I, I ignored did it. Did not get around one. to watching it. Yes. Well, it came across my radar, and I decided, why not? Why not just watch this thing? Uh, it's not great. It's definitely uh, one of those movies that you're going in, and you're probably supposed to watch it with friends, not sober, and just laugh at like the absurdity that happens. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't highly recommend it. But after all the bombardment. Of getting the butt boy ads being sent to me. I did finally give it the chance like we're supposed to on this Intercut podcast. And uh, no, not for me. Another one, though, that I did get, uh, <laughs> South By release, as a lot of the South By ones start coming out little by little, was uh, Bad Trip. Bad Trip is the uh, sort of like jackass story where two guys, um, Andre Holland and, well, not Andre Holland. Uh, what's his name? Andre uh, from the Comedy Central show. Him and... Uh, I want to say it's Laurel, Hari, they go on a road trip, and during this road trip, it's also supposed to be kind of like a jackass thing that's happening and where they're (laughs) doing the story of trying to get from Florida to New York to find the love of his life while pranking real people. Uh, Usually that can be a great thing. No, 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 but there's screeners going around for it. Um, And I'm hoping that it's going to be a part of the Amazon thing. I don't know if it actually will be, but uh, I found this one to be obnoxious. This is one of those movies where it pretends to like call out some of the people and it just it it's more so like how do I put this? The joke is the people and not necessarily like they're in the joke. But then at the end they come out with the camera and everyone's always gonna be like, Oh, that was so funny that you did that. Uh so sadly I didn't feel most yeah. of the jokes worked. But the ending I don't wanna spoil it, but there is a bit that they're leading up to and I thought that was kinda funny for fans of a uh, earlier Wayne's flick that came out. So. Yeah, this has got a little bit of like a, a Borat meets Jackass vibe, yeah. I, I guess, to it, in that it, it's kind of putting regular people in unsuspecting situations with hidden cameras. But uh, Eric Andre, who is the guy you were talking yeah. about, uh, has this like grotesque like body humor like, that's often graphically violent uh, involved throughout. 
you, you said it only worked, worked for you in, like, the end, though. Uh, yeah, because they have this running bit that they're going for. They're trying to shove in a narrative, which is their story, and they're acting in front yeah. of people. So it's like you will have moments where it's funny because you'll have a reaction of a real-life person who doesn't know what's going on. Uh, but I felt that most of the time, it, it depends. I think fans of Eric Andre who, Andre who like cringe comedy will like this because this is mm. more of the reaction being nobody's laughing. Mm-hmm. And then keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, as opposed to like a quick shot of like, I can't believe these stunt people just did that and then they move on to the next bit. Uh, this was more so they like getting the room to be awkward, awkward, awkward. Yeah. And I feel, you know, if this would have actually premiered at South by like it was supposed to as being one of the big highlights of South by as well, that with an audience, it would have been a lot better. But when you don't really have that audience, it's, you know, it's like you're watching yeah. something without the, the track. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is in this one too, right? She's the one who does the most jokes that are just yelling at people, and they're going, why are you yelling at me? And it isn't until afterwards that they realize what's happening. But yeah, it's Eric Andre, Tiffany Haddish, and Laurel Howery. All right, so maybe one to keep on the radar if you're a fan of any of those people. Maybe not if you're not. Uh, Kevin, how about you? Anything you've been watching, new or old? Uh, Well, I watched Tiger King. Um. Everybody yeah. has to at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a requirement like a, with your Netflix subscription. So many people I've seen say, like, oh, I made it through this episode or I made it through that episode. Um, I don't really recommend it, I guess, unless you hate yourself. Yep, talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just so sad, and there's no, like, redemption anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt real sad about it after. Like, it, it, at first it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it gets worse. Like you're like, oh, that's a bad person. Oh, that. Oh, that's I, a worse person. They're actually. If I watched the first episode now, I would say like, oh, what a, uh, how naive I was, uh, <laughs> be, because it's so. It gets worse and worse. And then as you start to see how people, these terrible people who are just controlling people, uh, which uh, I guess maybe is the type of people that, uh, you know, want to own big wild animals are just people who like to be in control maybe i don't know not to disparage any good people out there who own tigers <laughs> who own tigers i guess but like oh my goodness and, but to see the people's lives who who are in the wake of these terrible people yeah um you know and and people's lives get ruined and stuff that uh that's where it really is like well this you know cuz cuz the people who uh, carol baskin and joe whatever Exotic. uh Exotic and and the the cult leader, whatever his name was, the Bhagavan. Uh, the yeah. Yeah, 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 they're bad people, right? Yeah. Like, but they're whatever happens to them, I don't really care. <laughs> but like the people who have been affected by those people mm-hmm. yeah. are the people that I feel really bad for. Um, yeah, there is so. a moment that you get in like the maybe it's the last of the seven episodes where you kind of do get to sit with some of the people who've been caught up in this crazy mm. whirlwind of human tragedy. So and I it, will say I was told today because I, I turned it off after the, yeah. the seventh, maybe the sixth. I think it was the there, s- got close there to were okay. seven episodes before they added the, the extra one, the monster okay. show. Well, I yeah. turned I was like, we watched that. That was the last one we watched. And the next day I was like. Carmen, I think I can't watch any more of this. I can't do it. So I was told today that I should watch the both of the last episodes, mm-hmm. uh, and that that might make me feel better. No, uh, 
but I'm scared that I won't feel better and I'll have to watch two more hours episodes of, of Tiger Geek. What's funny is I like crime drama stuff, but this is a, a wholly different thing. Is like, it? Or, or like I like those kind of, you know, the, the even the, the one about the nun. The that, keepers? That made me, the keepers? Yeah. It made me feel pretty sick to my stomach, but it was still interesting and, and – um, I, I didn't hate it. I it was obvious who was the bad guy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so, so do you like, feel I it's the, also is it the subject or is it how they cover the subject that bothers you more? Right. So, I don't know because I don't I don't mind it. I think it's just mainly there's one moment in it, and I don't want to spoil too much of it. Uh, but there's there's a few people in the last few episodes who are whose lives are really affected mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, destroyed or, or ended, perhaps. Who uh, it the way they present it is very shocking. Yep. There's a, a the, their campaign manager, his campaign manager, yeah. the young guy who um, had worked at Walmart. That's the guy I feel bad for the most because he witnessed some a really bad thing, mm-hmm. um, and they show that footage. Yeah, of him mm-hmm. seeing that happen and that like shook me up pretty yeah. heavily, the- and uh, and then the um, and then him just kind of. <laughs> just it's a, it's insane the whole uh, series yeah. is is kind of like th- this human tragedy as i was saying uh masquerading as like reality tv yeah you know yeah. It, it's yeah it, it, it kind of gives you this like in the way that i think it's assembled it gives you this like guess what happens next to these crazy people but like meanwhile you have people who are lo- literally losing limbs and being yeah. forever mentally scarred in the process i i did not feel great about uh, yeah. a lot of the documentary's decisions even though i got through all eight episodes now uh <laughs> yeah it's it it's a unsettling story yep for sure yeah i i hadn't thought about that in terms of like just the way I mean, obviously, I think about the way documentaries present themselves, but they do it in such a it feels very natural the way they mm-hmm. do it. And and amazing how I don't know where. I don't know. I don't think they reenact anything, do they? Or I mean, there's got to be some like when the when the 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 hitman. I'm everybody knows there's a hitman yeah. at some point when he's yeah. driving to Florida. They didn't. There's some minimal the reenactments. Car. But they, the craziest the, part uh, is that they have all the footage. Right. That's that's what's crazy is that I've seen so many documentaries and something like this typically like it needed to be made. You mm-hmm. had the footage. It's a story that needs to be told. I'm glad that it was told. I'm I, you know, I'm sure that there's there's stuff in there. It it's the type of thing. I almost feel like it it crosses all party lines, you know. You Easily. watch this and you're kind of, you know, <laughs> you 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 see the the bad in people and and everyone can agree on quite a few things in the series that they're like that's bad that mm-hmm. is no yeah. good even i mean the fact that he runs as a libertarian uh oh yeah forget yet- he runs for he runs as a politician <laughs> it was on the ballot that's insane yeah. something that the uh the documentary didn't even mention i believe he got 12 percent of the vote wow in Oklahoma. you want to know the most Which annoying is- part with it being such a massive cultural thing like i feel like every single person who we might have coming on will be like you know I finally caught what Tiger Kings, and yeah. come November, we're probably gonna see a bunch of idiots type in Joe Exotic just for the hell of it. So yeah, yeah if you're saying twelve percent, yeah. and that's before the that's Netflix crazy. Died. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. 
Yeah, yeah, I do remember. They played that John Oliver clip, and I remember that going around. Me too. I was watching that John when Oliver. When I, I watched it, and I was like, oh, right, I remember that, because he's like, I own guns, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember that one. Uh, that's like the bad kind of libertarian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, anyway, uh, watch that. Don't recommend it. Um, uh, but also, probably, if you want to uh, have to not say at every... Once we're allowed to be around other people, if you don't want to have to say, well, I haven't watched it yet, yeah. uh, maybe go ahead and watch it while you can. Yeah, uh, if you need some material for your Zoom calls, it's it's there for you. <laughs> the water cooler Zoom yeah. calls? <laughs> yeah. That's literally uh, why I watched it, because... Everybody I work with is like, have you watched it yet? On mm-hmm. Zoom. So, yeah. So obligated. Good, uh, Every other post for a week on Twitter was <laughs> Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin. Carol so. Baskin. Mm. Uh, as for what I've been watching, there are a couple movies coming to Netflix this week that are interesting. First up was uh, The Willoughby's. Art, hey. I think you caught this one as well. Yes, I did. It's, it's an animated movie. Uh, it's got a little bit of that sort of off anime, like off-kilter animation style that I think you get uh, when you go away from, like, the Disneys and Pixars of the world. Yeah. Uh, you get some more creative character designs. Uh, you have a pretty awesome voice cast here, including Will Forte, Martin Short, Jane Krakowski, uh, Maya Rudolph, and Ricky Gervais playing the narrator here. It's about a story of these children who are neglected by their parents and basically decide they want to become orphans and... Uh, and if that sounds like a pretty dark premise for a family mil- film, that's because it is one of these kind of delightful, delightfully macabre uh, children's movies that has all these uh, dark jokes that will go hopefully over kids' heads, yeah. but might entertain people who uh, you know have have that knowledge that they can bring in. So definitely one that I feel like most of the family will be able to enjoy. But there's also a lot of just. Uh, fun little visual jokes that I really enjoyed. Uh, They do this thing where there's two twin children, both named Barnaby, and they're constantly switching which one of them is wearing the sweater so you don't know which one is Barnaby A and which one is Barnaby B. Uh, And, you know, they'll do something where you see a shot of them, it'll cut away, and it'll cut back, and they've switched sweaters and you didn't notice them do it. Uh, So little gags like that uh, kept me pretty interested in it uh, throughout. And I thought it was sweet. You know, it's a... A sweet uh, children's movie. You know, this is uh, following Klaus. This is another original animated product project that's making its way to Netflix as they continue to uh, find all these different branches of, of entertainment to uh, be a part of. But I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, it's going to be up on Netflix by the time this episode is up. So uh, hopefully some people get to check it out. Art, what did you uh, think about Willoughby's? Uh, I love the animation from it. I know that it comes from Louis yeah. Lowry who did The Giver. This was another book that they, that she had done. Um, and in terms of animation, like you said, Klaus, but it was, uh, I don't know why I'm blinking on the, who did Kubo? Because you were saying it's like the farther you get away from Disney, you get Laika. You get into yeah, like the Laika like Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, um, I like the textures of it. I, I think this is a movie that could have played in theaters if they wanted to. I think the sound design and a totally. bunch of the visual gags like you were saying with the twins. Uh, I know Alicia Cara is in it. As the sister, she I think she's the only part that I think takes the movie down a little bit, but it ups it in ways that I think is going to be more marketable because she's a singer. Uh, and those are her bits. Right, she, she gets shines. an original song that plays over the credits. Exactly, and there are literal moments where she just cuts the songs. Uh, and she's fine, but there are moments where Will Forte can handle, Maya Rudolph can handle this type of dark humor. Even Ricky Gervais, who wasn't my favorite as the cat, but they still handle this very dark series of unfortunate events 
in stop motion type uh, uh, of a tone. But like she had moments where the jokes, she didn't have the delivery for it. They were fine, but it wasn't as big of a punchline as um, I, I, I refer to it as. I don't know if you guys have seen Gumball, but uh, in the in the Amazing World of Gumball, Darwin, he is that type of character who has the punchlines, but it's supposed to be very kind of like. Uh, matter of fact, and I think it's because she's not really an actress, she's not a voice actress, she's a singer and I yeah. think that's the one thing that I've been very cautious of with animations, is that they, they look forward to getting actual people who are more celebrities than voice actors um, mm. but that would be the only thing that I think brings it down, other than that uh, that's I Robin Williams' it. fault yeah, but Robin Williams is like an actual, like he can actually right. voice act, I would say, but I know. you, you well, got what that's I mean what's crazy. that's what's crazy, but that's that's the turning point, Everyone I goes back when to it. Robin Williams did Genie and since he's a voice actor and he was an A-list celebrity, uh, it informed Disney and all the other ones, oh, oh, oh we right. can. <laughs> and when it's a singer, woo, we yeah, can just you know, get some famous person. And then, and I think probably Toy Story had a hand in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tom. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that now there's I, no, anytime an a animated movie comes out, it's, well, who's, who's, the, who's the famous voice? person in yeah. it? I mean, Brad yeah. Pitt even did one. I would actually point to something a little more recent, Shark Tale, in that I felt like a lot of movies prior to Shark Tale, uh, you know, even you talk about Toy Story, they still, and particularly uh, with Robin Williams, they, the, the famous actors still fit their characters really mm-hmm. well. Shark Tale was the first time where I was like, I'm not sure why Angelina Jolie is the voice of this character at all. Yep. Yeah. You know? And they uh, made them so look like them, too, which has been the new thing. Right. Like, that, my biggest thing with Onward and everything that Tom Holland is voicing is they don't even try. It's just, yeah. it's Tom Holland's clothes and an elf. It's Tom Holland, but now he's got a yeah. pigeon voiced by Will Smith he's got to take care of. <laughs> uh, and Shark Tale was the one where they just put Will Smith's face on top of a fish <laughs> and then called it a day. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. but th- this is a, uh, the Willoughby's was actually really good. I like the tone of it. I like the uh, animation of it, and uh, with it being on Netflix, everyone's gonna have access to it. So that's dope. Totally. Well, the genie does look like Robin Williams. Yeah, they they do a bunch of cutaways with it, but. <laughs> uh, another movie coming to Netflix this Friday is Extraction. This is a, another blockbuster action film. I think sort of taking over in the vein of. Uh, movies like Bright or Spencer Confidential. Uh, Netflix is looking for some kind of big, uh, you know, blow em up action vehicle that can draw a lot of eyes. I don't know if they've quite had that film yet. Uh, this is a- another Wait, entry what about into that. that Ryan Reynolds one. Right, Six Underground. There you go. That's one that was that was sitting there. Six Underground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, Carmen and I watched that one ironically, and uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Did you prefer <laughs> you it over it Spencer, Spencer Confidential? Yes. I would say that the biggest one that they've had, because it's definitely not bright, would probably be Bird Box, but I don't know if that's considered like an action blockbuster right. film. Mm. But mm. yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah cause, Skirting uh, the line. Spencer Confidential feels like a made for TV movie. Oh, we, we, where, we, are, yeah. we do not like Spencer Confidential here at all. The, where the Six Underground feels like a, a blockbuster. But just a bad one. Just like yeah, that's a great way the to put premise it. is weird. It's like, hey, you know how this is how I imagine that movie came about. Whoever, probably it could have been uh, Michael Bay, but it could have been anybody sitting around and they're like explaining what a terrorist is, <laughs> and they're not picking up that they're saying that it's a bad thing. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> perfect idea for a movie. A really rich guy is funded to take down enemies of the United States government. 
outside no. the bounds of law. Yeah. See, but no, I'm it's thankful. Bad. I'm thankful and that so goes to never Netflix. a moment. Yeah. There's never a moment when the movie is like, oh, but this is a bad thing. This is literally what like terrorists do. do. They get a bunch of funding. They get a really rich guy who pays to blow shit up. <laughs> the movie's so unaware that it, <laughs> it's, but it's funny. But it has yeah, a lose yourself line. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in, so it's interesting because Netflix has gone a couple different ways with this, right? So you, uh, with Six Underground, you pay Michael Bay to basically do his Michael Bay thing mm-hmm. and make stuff yeah. blow up and do the quick most, cuts. And- that, it's the most Michael Bay ever, I think, because it's got probably more cuts than any other movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, I think, only made it through that first car chase scene at the beginning, which has got to have like 4,000 cuts. Like <laughs> just to change gears in that car is like 20 cuts. <laughs> it's it's Zach insane. And I, we've talked about that. We definitely feel like because Netflix gave Martin Scorsese 150 mil and people right. would say that's the most Marty Scorsese, Marty Scorsese's ever been. Right. Uh, I think- marriage Story. That's the most yeah. introspective. He literally has the line going, I'm in my 20s. I could have had any woman I wanted. Uh, so, yeah. And the, when they give Michael Bay the money, they're like, yo, this does not need to go to theaters. It's going here. Just deliver the product. And he's like, I can do whatever do I want. The thing you want to do. Yeah. It's longer than it needs to be. All of both both movies that you just mentioned. I haven't watched Marriage Story, but uh-huh. Martin Scorsese and uh, oh, no, 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 and no, no, no. I disagree. The Irishman could have been twice as long, and I would have been there for too it. Too long. <laughs> I would have been there right there at home. I would have seen it. You know, season two of the miniseries. Both I would have continued where it. I would pause and say, "How much longer do we have of this?" <laughs> Kevin's still on episode four of the of Irish the Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to uh, catch so circling it, though? <laughs> extraction. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. No. Yes. Okay. I I caught Extraction. Uh, Circling back to Extraction. uh, This is the directorial debut of Sam Hargrave. Uh, He is he's taking over in that realm of like all these stunt performers were or stunt coordinators we're seeing uh, become action directors Ah, like Like Deadpool and the John John Wick. Exactly. Uh, He was the stunt coordinator on the last two Avengers movies. So uh, it also makes sense that this movie is produced by the Russo brothers. I think uh, it's actually written by Joe Russo, and it stars Chris Hemsworth, an Avenger himself. Uh, Hemsworth, you know, taking another shot at the action uh, star belt while outside of his, you know, uh, Thor hammer and long locks, or I guess they're not long anymore in the Marvel's MCU. He here plays a black market mercenary sent to India to sort of navigate his way through uh, this war between these rival uh, drug lords after one kidnaps the son of another. Uh, It is a particularly brutal action movie. This there's a not to be not to give away too much, but just the the amount of like stabbings to the neck and like just gore and. Uh, there's a moment where they throw a child off of a roof. Like, it's just a, a little bit, uh, it, it hurts your heart to watch some of these moments, but it's hard-hitting action in a w- way that uh, a few action movies do. And then uh, 35 minutes into the movie, they have this 12-minute one-take. It's a Birdman-style one-take. There's a lot of, like, shifting the camera where you can tell, okay, they probably hit a cut there. But a 12-minute one-take that okay. goes from a car chase through the streets of Mumbai into a uh, foot chase and and uh, hand-to-hand combat uh, in these in these uh, apartment buildings. It's a pretty epic sequence. Uh 
even if uh, it didn't, I didn't love all of it. Like there's certain moments that feel a little bit like you're just trying to string this all together. There are certain moments that are really electric. And it does make me think that Sam Hargrave, uh, who again, this is his first movie, probably has a, a good future as a director of compelling action. Just the, the hits are so hard in this movie. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a little unsettling, but it's pretty, pretty exhilarating too. Interesting. Uh, All right. I not thought as... I'd seen it, but I just saw the Bruce Willis one of the. Oh yeah, yeah. different extraction. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, s- the so yeah, I wouldn't know, give I this like. Oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I wouldn't no, give no. this like the, like You're a full hearted recommendation, but uh, definitely more positive than negative okay. here. And if it's if you're looking for like a somewhat fun but uh, brutal action movie, it, you've got it on Netflix. It Kevin, looks. You... Uh, it looks. Good. I think I saw it on Netflix, and I didn't watch it because I thought it looked like the cover, the poster looks like the most generic movie ever. Like yeah, it's it just looks him like, looking down. Yeah, yeah, it looks like um, uh, Jack Ryan or yeah, any the other Jack other one mm-hmm. or the, the other Jack the other one. one. Yeah, <laughs> or the other one yeah. that Michael Bay did <laughs> with Jack Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't say that the plot necessarily was so distinctive that I, I can give you a breakdown of the characters and their backstories. Mm-hmm. The one thing I will give it is that the uh, Indian setting felt somewhat fresh. You know, I think so many of these movies take place like in the Middle East or South America and it's sort of all, like unnamed okay. yeah. country. And uh, just getting that variety of of having the set in Mumbai uh, was pretty cool. Uh, it felt a little bit different. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much what we've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching in the comments down below or by, or by emailing us, intercutpod at gmail.com. We are going to move straight to our topic of the week, not wasting any time here, uh, getting to our bracket of the best box office champ. What we did is we took the 32 films that finished number one in the box office over the past 32 years and we put them into a tournament-style bracket to determine what movie we think is the best out of these box office champs. Just because you made a lot of money does not mean that your movie is very good. So uh, we'll separate the ones that are just popular from the ones that are good, too, mm-hmm. here. Uh, I don't know if you you guys had any thoughts going into this. Like, what do you... Do you feel like we'll have a pretty good correlation between good movies and box office champs? Well, I'm curious to see what you guys are, are breaking it down by. I do think since we're talking about box office champs, a big factor that I'm going into it is the movie going experience. Like uh, however many of these I was able to catch in the theaters and the whole theatrical run, uh, how they handled that. But obviously quality as well. Like just because a movie made – just because I know we have some Transformers on here, it does not mean it's going to be whatever <laughs> it's going up against. But that's how I'm approaching it because obviously it's our own personal bracket. I don't know how you guys are looking at it. Yeah, I mean I think that there, there is a trend. There's some trends here mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that I'm sure we'll get into. But it definitely is not that they are the best movie of that year. There's a there's a little um, trend that goes when it's the when you get to big box office stuff you notice that it's usually the repeats once a franchise yeah, starts mm-hmm. that tend to get in there but yeah yeah yep All and right. uh, and a lot of money spent on them so mm-hmm. they they needed yes. to get a big return uh, not not exactly a good bracket for independent film fans yeah. <laughs> here. Uh, we're gonna start actually with one of the biggest movies of all time: yes, Avengers Endgame wow. versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
uh, are going from our newest movie on this list, the one that was the box office champ in 2019, to the oldest movie on this list, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, when I put Who Framed Roger Rabbit into this bracket, I was excited because this is a movie that I'm uh, quite a big fan of. But You like to do uh, that. Avengers is... A- Avengers is a big movie. I, I don't know. Kevin, what do you think here? So this is based on opinion, right? Of course. Yes. Personal or is it I don't want based anything else. <laughs> uh, this is no contest for me. Ooh. Uh, Roger Rabbit wins every time. Wow. Uh, I love Roger Rabbit. I think, I think it's a – even though it has a somewhat generic uh, storyline, mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the ending it falls apart a little bit. It gets a little silly, if you excuse the uh, <laughs> the uh, the pun, I guess. But like it's it gets a little. Uh, it, it could, I wish it would have gone in a different direction. I, I thought it it got a little too actually like superhero-y, where it's like now we face off with the bad guy, the big <laughs> bad guy. But like the movie's so good. Uh, just the with the work that went into the animation of it. The fact that they were able to get, I mean, it was the biggest crossover of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is the original the, yeah. extended cinematic universe. You have yeah. Daffy Duck and, and Donald Duck playing piano against each other. Yeah. Like, that was not something that happened. These two companies did not play well together. And the fact that they, um, they were able to pull that movie off and do what they did is so impressive. Uh, it's an artful film. It's well acted. It's really good. I'm not a huge fan. I love the Marvel movies, and then I'm like the only one, I guess, in the world who wasn't a huge fan of the final two. Uh, Interesting. I felt like they were they were so big. Um, I felt like they they attempted to take a some a lot of really good movies that had already established kind of their world, uh, their rules of their world, and tried to put them together. And I don't feel like they meshed well because. And it made me feel like I don't really know what the rules are here in this world. You've got Black Panther, you've got uh, Spider-Man, you've got Iron Man, all, you know, and other ones as well, Guardians of the Galaxy, all very, to me, very different movies. I felt, because I was a huge fan of Phase 1, but I felt like they all were in kind of the same universe. But then you start getting into space, you got to start getting into other things. It's a sci-fi world. Yeah. it's all sci-fi, and then it, I think it it became a fantasy franchise more than a uh, a sci-fi franchise. And you can see that, like in the trailer for these movies, they feel kind of like Lord of the Rings films <laughs> more than they do Iron Man films. And um, so I wasn't a huge fan. I think that th- I think that there's better Marvel movies than those, even though those are big. I also saw Endgame in a theater opening night uh packed with huge marvel fans the way you're supposed to see it not who would not (laughs) shut up (laughs) like when when all the you know they had that big sweeping shot where they all come out of the portals it was just like yeah it was exciting it's 10 years in the making which is why i'm going avengers endgame Purely for the theatrical <laughs> experience of it. But I agree with everything he says about I ha- Who I hated the theatrical experience, but that's because I'm too old, I guess, now. It's fair. But I, I do I do think Who Framed Roger Rabbit, to this day, like the whole marketing campaign, the, the stuff they did with McDonald's and everybody else, just that whole crossover that they did. Uh, it's interesting that we're comparing two big movies that, you know, got these massive properties, like you said, be it in animation or be it over here with all these superheroes and combined stories that they did. Didn't mesh for everyone, but I'm surprised – 
at not not just the amount of money that it made, but like the entire theatrical run to this thing from from Infinity War, uh, leading up to what would be this, leaving everybody on a cliffhanger. Um, I think was more of our modern day. I know you're comparing it to Lord of the Rings, but uh, more Star Wars. Everyone in the MCU mm. has been a fan of Star Wars that they cut everyone's left hand for the entire Phase One, almost to Phase yeah. Two, and I know that they've been wanting that big um, uh, Episode Five moment, and they got their snap. And I personally think Endgame delivered, but I also want to leave it to Zach to decide between the biggest movie of all time and one that I really do consider, uh, I don't mind if it moves forward, uh, one of the most creative features of all time. I'm going Who Framed Roger Rabbit here. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Sorry. That's Sorry. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just, I, I love that movie. I, I love the uh, style of it, just the the blending of this, like, noir-y detective Gorgeous. story with this cartoon world. It's just a, it's such a more unique property to me. That's fair. It's amazing. I know we, we, I already talked about it, but it's amazing how well the animation in that holds up. Easily. Because it is all hand-drawn, and if, like, you're a kid and you watch that, you'd have to explain to them that this isn't computer animation because right. it looks like it. That's how good it is. That's how detailed the the shadowing and the they must have done more frames yeah. than they normally the do. The making of is incredible. Uh, Highly recommend yeah. it if you haven't if you haven't had the chance yeah. to see it. Great. All right, we're going to move to our next matchup. This one is Finding <sighs> Nemo versus Shrek 2 Art where are you going? Look, I'm a huge animation huge fan matchup. of huge fan of Shrek 2. Uh, we talk about sequels. It goes Godfather, Shrek 2, Spider-Man 2. But <laughs> I am going to have to go Finding Nemo. It's my fa- one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. The story still stands. Uh, not the best sequel, which I think we may be covering because it also did pretty well. A lot of people, it's got a fan mm-hmm. base that followed it. Uh, but compared to Shrek 2, which I also really, really, really do love, it just has an, it's an everlasting story, in my opinion. I think the animations that they did back in 03 still stand to this day, even compared to a bunch of the Pixar films coming out now. Uh, so it's Finding Nemo all the way for me. Kevin? Mm. This is a tough one. This one's way tougher right? than the last one. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, Shrek 2's really funny. It's uh, hilarious. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a funny movie. Um, but so is Finding Nemo. Uh, you know? Um, I had an hour <laughs> deliberation, uh, a whole hour just briefing this before the podcast. <laughs> Finding Nemo is a better film mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about like you know if i'm going to be pretentious about it <laughs> uh you know yes it's got a joke about uh a boat that they call it a butt <laughs> which is a little lowbrow for that movie i think uh but shrek can go as lowbrow as you it's want not. because that's the whole point um yeah. and it's got a lot of heart but i think i've got to go with finding nemo Woo! But Shrek yeah. is great. Yep. The things that Shrek, Shrek and Shrek really 2 got good. away with is ridiculous. It's, yeah. It was a different time. Back then, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, you know, we've got an original versus a sequel here, mm-hmm. and I tend to lean towards the original. Yeah, that so. is something that I know I'm going to carry with a lot of these. But let's go. Third one. All right. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. Versus Independence Day, the uh, Will Smith fighting aliens blockbuster. Kevin, which way are you leading? Easy Independence Day. Same. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't know how much you want to talk about each one of these. Uh, I'll just say that um, 
I I used to say Independence Day was my favorite movie, like for a long time. Ooh. I had that as you know, you got to have an answer sometimes. When yeah. You talk about movies. Okay. I don't have an answer anymore because I've you know I've seen. But there was a time when I would have said, yeah, Independence Day is my favorite movie because it's got so much in it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it kind of uh, it it started the you know disaster movie. Like there were other ones, but like it, yeah. it really. And at the time, like, I, I love sci-fi stuff. I love um, – and Will Smith was pretty new, and he's yeah. he's so funny in that. And so is, um, you know, the, the Jurassic Park guy. Uh, uh, Goldblum. Yeah, it sets a lot of these cliches up. You know, the, totally. It does. The, and, so, and, you know, obviously Jurassic Park does that too where you got Goldblum, and he's like, I'm the only one who knows that all of this is a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. It's it is what it's supposed to be, and I think yeah. after watching the new one, uh, in oh, resurgence, resurgence right. was trash. It, it reminded me of how good the original one is. It's mm-hmm. just it's well written. It's a it's a over the top schlocky blockbuster is exactly how it should be. And but it is an original mm-hmm. uh, also. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, it's over the top, like you said, but it's it doesn't really get so cheesy the way that some blockbusters do. Yeah. Like it's still, but it's yet it's funny. Oh it, yeah, it's, like it, it's a lot of fun, uh, definitely. And, and like you said, with Will Smith, like that's kind of the the thing that launches him yeah. in yeah. a way into these blockbuster movies. So uh, I think that's an easy vote for Independence. And I Day. never saw the last Harry Potter movie, so makes that a little bit easier too. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like. Uh, the Deathly Hallows ended up being underwhelming for a lot of people. Yeah, so. I'm also a bigger fan of one. I like the emotional stakes in one, surprisingly, compared to the other yeah. one, to the to the sequel. Our next matchup is Batman Forever versus the Avengers. Art, which way are you going? All right. Now, I, I do love the early Batman ones, uh, and I know that there's a, a couple of times that it comes up over here. Batman Forever is great, but... I'm going to have to go Avengers. I think the first Avengers is what everybody tried to mimic. Every studio. Universal tried bringing its monsters and making an Avengers. DC tried <laughs> just literally copying. And they still trying to figure out where they're going from there. Um, I think it was a, a like a monumental achievement what they did. Uh, I think they've gotten better since then as well. So I'm going Avengers. Kevin? Uh, yeah. Um, agreed. Uh, I, I like the original Batman's. I don't love the Schumacher Batmans, and I know the I nipples? get it. I get it that it's supposed to be a, a callback to the old uh, the schlock, bro. stuff, but uh, I I like Forever much more than I like Batman and Robin. I agree. But, yeah, um, I agree. Forever has you know some great performances. Jim Carrey knocks it out of the park, and mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, like I said, the first Avengers, I think, like you mentioned, the theater-going experience. Like, th- I remember in, and I think I talked about this, I did a, a Batman v. Superman review, and I talked about how um, in the 90s there was rumors of a Batman-Superman crossover movie. And I remember my dad mentioning that and and me saying, so is it going to be like, um, you know, the Batmans that, the Batman and Superman, Christopher Reeves and and Michael Keaton, and he he's like, no, nah, they'll probably get cheaper people to be in it or something. Like, just kind of offhand mention that, yeah. and I and, it, and my heart sank. And so <laughs> when I heard that they were gonna, because it was when Iron Man came out, they announced we're gonna make 
a bunch of these and maybe do a crossover thing. And they've been crossing over so much in the comics and in, in the animated series and those, those types of things that the idea of not only them doing a crossover, but using the, the real actors, you know? <laughs> right. And then, uh, and then to go see it, and not only did they do it, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, oh, the, the special effects don't look cheap. I thought that they would go cheap. <laughs> on it because it's like well we got to do all and they didn't go cheap and not only did they not go cheap with the the uh special effects but they didn't go cheap with the the story it was really cool to see um how they were able to i love i'm i'm a huge fan of character Mm -hmm. like you know characters and so character focused stuff really is interesting to me and the way that they looked at how these characters would act and they put them in these scenarios and had them play off of each other based on their real personalities that are in the other movies was really cool. It didn't, because, you know, you see these crossover episodes, you know, I remember TGIF would do it all the time where Steve Urkel would end up uh-huh. on another uh, show right. and he, he would, there would be something different about it because obviously it would be a different director or showrunner oh, yeah. or something. I know it as and, the Disney ones, the Hannah Montana, <laughs> Sweet Life on Deck type stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to fit the other show's tone. There's some similarities, There's but, some but sim- someone has to it, sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I was expecting with the Avengers and the fact that they pulled it off so well was a was just amazing it had never happened like that mm-hmm. before and I, totally. I don't feel like it's ever happened like that again true but it was it was awesome it was really cool and i still to this day think that that's a movie that holds up really well so there you have Definitely. it all right so avengers is advancing uh the next one is jurassic world versus batman returns Ooh. i know you said you didn't mm-hmm. like the uh schumacher one so much don't know how you feel about the burton movies i <laughs> i love the the Tim Burton Batman There movies. you go. Yeah, they're great. So this so. feels like a pretty easy one. I don't know if there's any Jurassic yeah. World fans on this podcast. It's well, fine, I actually... But it's a, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jurassic World is definitely just a movie. It is. Uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace versus The Dark Knight. I oh, this one's one. real easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Star that's Wars a, for sure. <laughs> Uh, it's I think just that's... the way Liam Neeson uh, is in that movie. Think Liam really Neeson. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I was rewatching way, the trailers uh, to all of these just to be like, you know, maybe it'll change my mind. I, I may not be able to rewatch all of them, but maybe the trailer. No, oh no, no. it did I not. I probably rewatch this movie every three years. Why? I don't know why. I just Masochist? end up. Well, my wife had never seen them, so I had to watch them. Show her. Uh I don't know. There's there is a nostalgic aspect to the Phantom Menace that is fun, right. uh-huh. and it's fun to laugh at, and it's so fun to like look and and think like, oh, it really is this bad. Mm-hmm. This is <laughs> yeah. terrible. There's a difference between nostalgic value yeah. and actual quality. But it's crazy uh, to think that's highest grossing of that year. I Nothing know. else came yep. close. Power Capitalism nostalgia. Spoke. I mean, it was the first Star Wars movie in a long in time. Yeah, thirty years at that oh, yeah. point, mm-hmm. something like that. So. People, oh, it's so funny to see those interviews. Uh, I think I think there's a, a montage of them in um, in People versus George Lucas, mm. um, and it's pretty funny to see the delusional yeah. people coming out of that movie. Oh, saying, saying that they like the yeah. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. great. I've seen it four hundred times already. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the next matchup is Spider-Man Three versus How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, can I mention something? What's up? Sure. Oh, good. Uh, 
I think because uh, when you review a movie, there yeah. is a level to which when you review a movie, it's easier to be negative about it. Oh, and I totally. think the Phantom Menace created that in people because people are scared of being that person who's in the interview saying it's great it's great uh and then realizing later that it's not so great uh-huh could be um, yeah because when I don't you think know. about it that movie like in theory. and of itself created how many videos of that nature that pretty yeah. much spawned the idea of like just criticizing an entire movie breakdown granted but it's it's safe to it, criticize yeah it. I agree yeah. with what you mean. That psychology of you not wanting to be the reviewer who who looks back and goes, "Oh, oh, I was wrong." I but you know, <laughs> I, I what I've just ended up doing is uh, saying what I think about movies and yeah. don't care yeah. what people. It think. usually works. Yeah, but it, there is that fear of people also saying that you're a shill. So are, uh, are you saying this because Spider Man Three is your favorite out of the trilogy and you're picking it uh, over? Yeah, 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 obviously. <laughs> <laughs> who starts off on this one? Art, why don't you go start us? All right, between Spider-Man 3, which I think has lasted, like, out of, out of the three, you know, the first one is beloved, the second one is one of my personal favorite uh, superhero movies, but the third one has a cult fan base like no other. It is They yeah. have re-edited this movie for themselves. They have found versions of it, versions of it that they're like, the theming is better here. All, all these, like, secret clips that have never uh, arisen from it. Like, they will not let this franchise die. People want to see a fourth. Because yeah, of what had happened with the that. third one. It's insane. Uh, I remember that this movie was so big. Films were coming out. Like, I think it was I Love You, Man. If it wasn't that, it was Knocked Up. Where they were like, you went to go see Spider-Man 3 without... Like, the joke was timed. Because that comedy came out the same week that Spider-Man came out. Everyone yeah. was... Ban- like, that was recorded months ago. Everyone was banking on that being, like, the biggest movie. Uh, and it was. It's Knocked Up. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> I think it's a better film. Mm. Kevin? This is a really tough one because I don't love either one. Same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this might be one of Ron Howard's worst movies. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> He's done some good stuff. I, uh, I don't know. I, um, I, I think Spider-Man I'm going to go with Spider-Man 3. For the memes? Be- uh, because. <laughs> the choreography. <laughs> The dancing, yeah, the, and the emo it. hair. Because I was like, oh, yeah. it's like my hair at this moment in time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that yeah, leads it to you, I think I'd go with Spider-Man 3 just because probably if I was on a desert island and I had to choose between these two, <laughs> I'd pick to watch Spider-Man 3. Oh, that's fair. I, I'm uh, – even when I'm not super enjoying a movie, I can take some uh, pleasure from just the rubbery nature of Jim Carrey's physical comedy. Uh, he, he's such a unique and gifted performer. I think I'm going to go with that one. So, yeah, but who's more Grinch? rubbery? Spider-Man <laughs> flinging through the <laughs> air? A little bit. What, one of them's like actually rubbery, <laughs> though. I guess Bro, right. I had rewatched it, the, the, the Jim Carrey version, because last year the, we had the, the one that Tyler, the creator, did the soundtrack for. Yeah. And how drastic that we we've come from making movies like how to you know because this was still the time when we had the cat in the hat. We are not doing. I I I I'm still appreciative of the moment when studios realized we got to stop doing these Doctor Who's live action movies. Move them all to Illumination. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I, well, I find the makeup pretty off putting. So oh, I find it hilarious. What, I, yeah, that's one of my go to jokes. To the live at. action because they look like pajama pants. It works yeah. in the animations, but in real life, it is the 
I think it's the craziest thing. It's weird. Yeah. It's cra- yeah, it's crazy, but it's all prosthetics, you know. Like it's, it's yeah, and the nose is, is too time. for the Whoville people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whichever one of these movies advanced was probably not going to be long for one. this competition yeah. anyway. Uh, we are the next competition is Terminator Two versus Finding Dory. Uh, Kevin, pretty, pretty sure this is going to be an easy pick. Yeah, Finding Dory, of course, <laughs> all the way. Terminator Two, obviously. Same. Yeah, uh, I not- never actually saw Finding Dory, so maybe it's oh. great. Maybe it's a hidden gem, uh, but it just it didn't interest me. Uh, you I, I, it seems like yeah. To it seems to just seeing the trailers, it seems to miss the whole point of who Dory is and who the what Finding Nemo was about, and so Terminator Two. Uh, doesn't miss the point, and uh, and is great. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, and it's a Agreed. it's a James Cameron action movie. I mean, yeah. it, it, there's a certain uh, floor of quality there that's higher than most movies. The, uh, I know that I can't go on a rant about every one of these movies, but is the, what's the point? Uh, Terminator is so genius because it is. It's hard to do a sequel that doesn't just rehash the last one. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't do that. I mean, the, of course, it's somebody from the future, but to to take the bad guy the from the last movie smart. and turn him into the father figure in yeah. the next movie is genius. It's, it's only really Jimmy, bro. Jim, what did Jimmy say about who aliens? To do that, he said we need a sequel because the money sign comes to Terminator is the same thing. <laughs> Titanic, turn of the century. Everyone's scared about dying. Let's release Titanic, highest grossing movie. He waits yeah. for Avatar, waits for the dollar to be low or, or to be high overseas. Boom, highest grossing movie. I have a theory that Jimmy, Jimmy Cameron, is just waiting for theaters to open up. He's going to have Avatar ready by then, Avatar 2, and it's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time when all of this is over. Yeah, Jimmy just always it, knows. Yeah, it's so weird because the, the Avatar 2 sounds like it sounds like a Lucas move. Exactly. To, to want to release that. I mean, of course, it, it worked with Star Wars, but it just sounds like a, the – the move of a crazy man, but I want to create my my play box James, and just play with it. Yeah, yeah. but it is yeah. James Cameron who has for the my most of my life had some of the highest grossing movies and the highest grossing movie with Titanic and mm-hmm. and Avatar. So yep. uh, we're halfway through the first round here. Might have to speed up a little okay, bit. Okay, fine. <laughs> but uh, we're going to Star Wars: The Last Jedi versus wow, Ghost. That was the uh, highest. Kevin, have you ever? Uh, Taking a pottery class with uh, ghost. Yeah, yeah. I know that scene. I've never seen the movie, uh, <laughs> and either way, I probably would go with Star Wars. Yeah, uh, Last Jedi to me is the best of the new trilogy. So I, I'm I'm there with you, Art. I'm picking Ghost, but I mean I'm fine with it being the other one either way. I was just rewatching the trailer to Ghost. I think that's a cra- it's a crazy movie for its time. Like if we were to do this bracket, because I know we went back 32. If we were to do it the other 32, like previous to that mm-hmm, it changes mm-hmm. everything we've been saying here which ah. is you can find the moment where franchises start to become the highest grossing as opposed to original properties like ghost or totally. i would even say uh who framed roger rabbit i don't want to spoil some of the other yeah. ones upcoming but yeah yeah ghost so is you think ghost is that turning point no 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 no, no. but I, i'm saying from ghost definitely beforehand i think you're seeing de- way less sequels yeah. as opposed to everything after because ghost yeah. is 80s right or is it 70s yeah 80s, right? It's 80s. I think it was 1990. Oh, it's oh even more okay. so. Yeah, because from the 90s, you can... The 90s started creating everything that would get its sequel in the 2000s. Crazy enough. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 
Ghost is one of the few movies on this list that if they had just made it today, I feel like it has no chance to get to the top of the box office. And that's the, Whereas, yeah, that's you know, you the saddest. These, these Batman movies and Transformers wow. movies and stuff, they still have a chance. Well, I was really surprised to see it on this list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to think that one year Weird. that was the highest grossing movie. Yeah. But where was the boat that sank? Where was the explosions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone versus Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. The chest Art, which way one. you going? Uh, I'm going Harry Potter. How about you guys? Ooh. I'm going... This is the first Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Or is it... No, Second. that was the Curse of the Black yeah. Pearl. If it was Curse, mm. oh, it would, no problem. But I'm not a big... Yeah. I'm not that big yeah. a fan of the okay. of the Pirate sequels, but what'd you guys think? Yeah, because the first one blew my mind. It was like... Th- it was probably the one that I uh, changed my mind about Independence Day. I probably would say that that was my favorite movie of all time. Hmm. Uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I have no answer yeah. for this. That's fine. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone here uh, to make that two two and zero. Oh. Okay. Good. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I have seen Just that like, one and I did like right, it. That's fine. Um, yeah. You know the introduction to the franchise. No, you know what? No, 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 no. This is unacceptable. Continuation. I expect. A 20-minute speech for every movie in the first round. <laughs> How dare you not have one for Harry Potter or Pirates? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, let's see if you got one for Transformers <laughs> 2, Revenge, of, Revenge the of the Fallen versus Titanic. Oh yeah. I mean, I love seeing robot testicles hanging down <laughs> in my face. Was that the second one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, mm. This movie... Uh, until the third one came out, James. Uh, no, uh, you were say saying James. that this was your favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and subsequently, every Transformers movie <laughs> becomes my favorite movie. Uh, this movie they claimed was bad because of the writer strike of two thousand eight or right. two thousand nine. You don't until believe until the third one came out, and then. <laughs> and the uh, so what's this? Ex- what's the excuse for this one? It was so bad. I always said that in the first Transformers movie, there's this joke uh, where the parents knock on on Witwicky's door and they're like, are you masturbating in there? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was dumb and embarrassing. And I'm like, why is that joke in there? But that was like the only dirty joke yeah. in the mm-hmm. movie. And they were like, we got a good laugh that? out of that joke. <laughs> Let's do it in the whole movie. And it was just constant. You know, you've got the the stereotype robots you've got mm-hmm. testicles yeah. testicles on robots no the, uh, the sexualized uh girlfriend who ends up being the robot she does all that stuff with the tongue at the beginning like yeah. i think that's that the third one the third one yeah oh because i know is my this Transformers la- movies. i am gonna get the speech is it <laughs> no because what i was, was really what was megan fox's about. last one then the second one the now. second one so then yeah. from the third one is when they replaced her with the other robot then yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the second one I was really excited about because I liked the first one. Same. I enjoyed it. It was fun. A lot of the reasons I liked Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And so I was excited to see it, and I went with, like, a group of friends because we're like, we're going to go see this. And I remember because the, the, the – Yeah, and I've never seen any of those <laughs> friends again because I was excited. And I said it was good when I came out of the theater, and now I'm embarrassed because the internet told me I'm not supposed to like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I was so put off by it. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, 
There's nothing redeeming about this movie. So, anyway, Titanic. Great movie. <laughs> Titanic is fantastic, dude. It is very rare. Yeah. I still remember having my Titanic 2 VHS thing because that thing was so yeah, massive. You I remember. to swap them out. Ah, oh, kids these days won't remember that. The second they part of Titanic, remember. you know? They have it too easy. They have it too easy, man. But yeah. No, Titanic, definitely. And I'm sure we'll say more yeah, when it comes uh, to the next ones. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was never going to be Transformers 2, guys. Sorry. Jurassic Park versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Art, do you have a preference? Uh, yeah, very simple. Movies? I do think Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best sci-fi movies of recent age. I loved it when I saw it. Seeing it with everyone, like the kids, it was like they were watching their first Star Wars. Like the way that the parents were looking yeah. at the kids just light up when they saw uh, the, that space adventure. But nothing compares to your play the song if you were to if i if we weren't going to get copyrighted and i play the song right now we would move on <laughs> to the next round that's yeah. how iconic that the the first one yeah. is kevin yeah agreed it's uh it's such a good movie for the same reason i think roger rabbit is good mm-hmm. uh one of the reasons is just the innovation the the time and energy put into making it look good uh and work um, you know, they, they nothing they've done since in terms of CGI has had the, the time and energy and effort put into it yeah. because they didn't they were scared it wouldn't work. Um, and so <laughs> the dinosaurs they, look better in this movie than they do. Yeah. In Jurassic and, World. and a lot mm-hmm. of it also is because they they did a mixture of two. And I, I think the nostalgia critic has a, has a video where he talks about the history of CGI and stuff and and does a lot of focus on on this movie because they took you know, they didn't have models and. And, uh, you know, they didn't have things from before mm-hmm. to just right. put into a computer and say, OK, well, there's light from there. They actually had to take measurements of all the light coming from everywhere and then recreate that in the computer and stuff. And uh, and yeah, the, but it doesn't feel like a gimmick. It's a it's a exciting, fun. A guy gets eaten by uh, off the toilet. That was always hilarious when I was a kid. There's plenty of poop jokes, which I love. And uh, yeah. yeah, great movie. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy is great. It's a great movie, but it's not um, nowhere near the level. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is a lot of fun. Uh, I honestly might give it my vote, but the doesn't both of matter. You gone Jurassic Park. So <laughs> I, I basically am just an empty yeah, voice yeah, you here. Know, that's what he's uh, saying right now. If he would have gone in second or first, guarantee he wouldn't be saying that. He would have <laughs> stuck with Jurassic. <laughs> Iron Man three versus the Lion King. Uh, I think Iron Man three gets a little bit underrated among them, but I agree. The Lion King, it's yeah. Uh, Kevin, no, what, what do you think? There's no, yeah. There's no competition. The Lion King, yeah. I love that movie. Iron Man three is fine. I actually think that it's overrated. How so? Really? I, <laughs> I think that Iron Man two is underrated. Yo, it was so it was nice having you on the podcast. Uh, for those yes, of you who are you're welcome. <laughs> How so? Yeah, it's fun. I think I, I think Iron Man. Two is a fun movie. If you watch it without expecting it to be a blockbuster or a movie, I really enjoy it. Agreed. Iron Man three, I can't stand the 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 bad guys. Like it's 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 very cartoony. Like and then Pepper Potts getting the power and him being like you're hot or whatever. Like <laughs> the the stupid lines. Yeah. Um. Not a I haven't watched Shane it in Black a long time. I'm just, I'm just thinking back as how I felt when I yeah. saw it in theaters, which was not too long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, what, seven years ago? 
To me, I, I mean, neither of those movies would beat The Lion King. Easily, though. yeah. I mean, it's yes. not beating The Lion King at all. I think oh, the worst yeah, thing, yeah, Iron yeah. Man but 3 But Iron is. Man 2, I actually, because I like, um, uh, Favre? I would know his name. I like the guy from Moon. Oh, um, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Sam yeah. Rockwell. Who they and should I, still I be bringing back. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, yeah, it's true. That's true. I will give you that. Uh, think, your, 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 your comments about the two, I think in a couple of years when they bring back Sam Rockwell, you're not going to be a minority voice when it comes to those defending the second one. Oh, yeah. That so hop on that sense. train, market I'm, it, I get mean, all the merch ready. <laughs> See, I, I didn't like it in theaters, and then I watched it when it because it was on Netflix really early. And uh, and I watched it one Sunday afternoon, and I was like, "This isn't that bad of a movie." I I like the the whip guy. Yeah, Whiplash. Every I whiplash. see the movie always appears because every time I search Whiplash, he appears before the actual movie called Whiplash. It makes no sense to me. So I'm always <laughs> now Whiplash is a better is a better movie than than any of these. But mm-hmm. uh, been out. Yeah. E- easily the Lion King. Okay. Men in Black versus Avatar. Art, which way are you going? I'm okay with Avatar winning, but I can't say Men in Black. I, I, mean, I have to say Men in Black. I can't not say Men in Black. But go ahead, pick Avatar. Kevin? Oh, I will not. I will pick Men in Black for oh, sure. Oh! I'm not a huge fan of Avatar. Avatar this early? It's a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> it's just, like, I know everybody's like, it's the same as Ferd Gully and Pocahontas. I but it's it a great movie. It's so derivative. derivative and I don't. I just didn't bring anything. I saw it in 3D, 3D glasses the shebang, yeah. in the IMAX. Um, I was. I gave him all my money, and but mm. people were going on about how great it was, and I just didn't see it. Um, maybe I'll, I haven't seen it since theater, so maybe it, maybe it's better than I remember. But I, it just felt like cliche. I don't think it is. I never liked the I'm I'm the military guy, and I will stop at nothing to murder all these Indians. Like I, I just it's. Over yeah. the top, uh, goofy, mm-hmm. and yeah. the premise of he—it reminded me of that Bruce Willis movie where they have the po- the bodies that they they live inside surrogates and yeah yeah uh, that kind of thing. I don't know. It's weird to me. You know what's crazy it, talking about? It can about, be weird, but I just yeah. don't find it interesting that you're not actually there. You're just playing a video game, mm-hmm. and right. that's been like the biggest thing. I think Avatar was. Not the because Lord of the Rings did this, but when we were talking about how movies that are like huge blockbusters that that do the box office, we tend to see people mimic them later on. And I think this was a big turning point of saying, "Hey, you can put name actors and not have them appear. They can be completely CGI or covered in, in makeup mm-hmm. and stuff like that." So we were usually seeing a lot of makeup covered people from the X Men movies and a bunch of stuff. But that idea and of the um, Grinch, yeah, exactly. That you could just be in. Uh, well, every, everything that we have now, most of our superheroes are not appearing or, or stuff is CGI. Alita, like, you know, she's just, com- yeah, every, right. we are now putting our main actors covered completely in dots. Uh, and when your highest grossing movie is doing that and they're just random blue people who are having sex with their tails. I think you're it. forgetting about the Final Fantasy movie, Spirit what do you mean? Within. Which the box was- office hit Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within. Never seen it. <laughs> the, all CGI. Very yeah. mind blowing at the time. If that would have done the numbers it, of Avatar, I'm sure. <laughs> but Men in Black's great. Yeah. I, I, I exactly. I love Men in Black. I love it, probably every Will Smith movie up until the middle of Hancock. That's when 
I hate every Will Was Smith Men in movie. Black your favorite movie until uh, Independence Day? No, it wasn't my favorite, but I love that movie. Uh, you know what the difference is between uh, Will Smith then and Will Smith now? Will Smith then makes that stuff look good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I love Men in Black. There's just more style and more personality in Men in Black mm-hmm. than Avatar. Uh, which I think ultimately is the deciding factor for me. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith versus the original Spider-Man. <laughs> Kevin, uh, I think we can make this one a quick one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man uh, is my answer. Yeah. Yes. Same, yeah, for same me. with me. Spider-Man. Same for. And then our last. Movie. Though I will say, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> our last movie matchup of the first round: Batman 1989 versus Black Panther. Art, which way are you going? Love Batman. Love Tim Burton's whole tone, aesthetic. But I got to go Black Panther. Mm. Mm-mm. I'm going Batman because I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Black Panther as well. I, I'm just not super into the Tim Burton aesthetic. And, uh, I mean, there's just a few, like, small stylistic things that will make me choose Black Panther above most comic book movies. Mm-hmm. But, uh I'm also not the audience for most comic book movies. So we're going to go Black Panther there. That brings us into our second round. uh, Talking about movies we've already talked about. So who framed Roger Rabbit versus Finding Nemo? Let me just let me you 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 skipped over my speech. Which one? Uh, Batman 1989. uh, Oh, yeah. I was was allowed to uh, watch that as a kid and I have no idea why Uh because it's pretty intense at it moments is yeah for children and there and i always hated the moments where batman wasn't batman like he was just in his normal clothes i <laughs> yeah. just like that so there's so much nostalgia for me in that that uh that's why I, the print I like soundtrack totally. and everything yeah oh man and they they carried that over to the animated series um and so i mean it Huge it fan. was batman for a long time was that aesthetic in the video games and in the in the animated series and that stuff so all right yeah, and Black I'm Panther's sure you won't be the movie. only. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, I'm sure you won't be the only person uh, writing for that Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, getting into the second round, yes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit versus Finding Nemo. Kevin, do you have a preference on the two? I'm going to go with Finding Nemo because that's the one. Same. Even though I think that Roger Rabbit is probably a, maybe a more artful film, um, I think if I again, if I was for some reason, I my rating system is if I was stuck on a desert island and could only watch these movies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going with Finding Nemo. I could watch that so Are many you times. Too? Yep. Always Finding Nemo for me. Easily. Yeah. I'm, uh, you voted it our best Pixar movie, so I'm not surprised here. I'm going to go Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Again, like the argument I made last round, I do feel like Roger Rabbit is such a, a unique uh, type of movie. You know, you don't see this mashup of genres and styles much, but I've been outvoted. Finding Nemo wins um, the next matchup. You're forgetting oh. about Space Jam. Okay. <laughs> and finding uh, Space Jam and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. What else are you getting like this? Yeah, I know. That other, uh, that other one with uh, the with two best movies of all time. Bre- uh, uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, right. Yeah, we don't talk about Monkey Bone on Intercut. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the Looney Tunes one. Oh, right. They, Looney Tunes did do that Unleashed with Steve Martin and stuff, right? Yeah. And, anyway, yeah, yeah. sorry. Did not watch that one. Another tangent of mine. Our next matchup is Independence Day versus The Avengers. Kevin, are you going to go against your one-time favorite movie? <laughs> I think I might. 
Uh, this is not an easy one to, mm. to pick because I do really? like Independence Day, and I could still watch that movie over and over. But uh, Avengers, I think, just for what it is as a, a cinematic accomplishment and an enjoyable film, I think I have to go with uh, with Avengers. Wow. Art. I have to go Independence Day. Not that I wouldn't pick wow. Avengers Day, Avengers on another day, but they both did something similar. Roland em- uh, Emmerich ended up creating the disaster movie that to this day gets copied. Avengers yeah. created the franchise universal cinematic universe cinematics that everybody wants to do. Um, I'm sticking with Independence Day. I think it has, uh, I think it's te- it's held the test of time a little bit more. And I am wondering if, uh, I-, I think Avengers has aged a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When I went back and watched Avengers, I just I found it to be less quippy and fun than I remember it. Being. They changed their humor. And He's right. They changed their yeah. humor to be a little bit more snarky uh, in the latter mm-hmm. Avengers, which is what we're more used to now. You know what's funny? Carmen and I watched. I'm sorry. I keep. That's the only time I get to watch things is if I'm. I have to wait till my wife is ready to watch and that I get to watch <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> but we were watching Deadpool, the original one. Yeah. And yeah. that movie has few has less snark than like the newer Avengers movies do because mm-hmm. it's gotten so quippy and snarky that it's and self aware and they're three hours long. Like, <laughs> it's almost quaint yeah, to right. see Deadpool doing it because it's not really that gimmicky now because it's now every self aware now. Yeah. 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 So that means you're picking totally. Independence Day or you're picking Avengers? I'm still picking independent. Oh, oh, you're talking. To, you're not talking to me. I, I already made my pick. Yeah, I don't think you've changed your mind. What about you, Zach? Yeah, I'm going Independence Woo! Day. So, uh, wow, we're saving your favorite movie for we're you. Thank a- you. <laughs> Batman Returns versus The Dark Knight. Uh, the show. The showdown between different Batman films. I mean, is anybody really gonna go against The Dark Knight? I'm going no. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight's great. Yeah. How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Terminator 2. Keep it going. Uh, yeah, I think we can keep this train rolling. Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi versus Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Art, did you have a, a feeling either way? Harry Potter, because they didn't make a sequel that just told everybody that all the themes and stuff <laughs> from there don't matter. I have to. But we're talking about The Last Jedi, for, not The Rise No, but The Last Jedi doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. In but, universe. But to say it even does, you're right. Let's judge it by both movies. I would still pick uh, Harry Potter. Interesting. Same, Kevin? Yeah, no. Uh, what's, what's Last one? Jedi. I really do like Last Jedi as as a movie. And so, um, Is it favorite out of three? Yeah. Uh, maybe. The new three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did not like Rise of Skywalker. I I just they didn't like felt, the people who made it didn't like it. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, and but I I really liked the first Abrams. Uh, I did. Uh, I do called. like Force Awakens. Yeah, and but as I like it, as it uh, is. probably a lot for the same reasons I like in the or like uh, uh, Avengers for kind of the yeah. cinematic accomplishment and the feeling it was it was to see the real Star Wars yeah. and the aesthetic mm-hmm. of it again on screen. That's fair. Um, and it's a yeah. fun movie. Yeah, that's how I feel about The Last Jedi. I feel like it, it did have some of that magic of uh, visiting a galaxy far, far away. Uh, and Harry Potter, for me, uh, part of the enjoyment was the kind of growing old with them and getting more mature as they got more mature. Uh, in the beginning, it's still not quite as uh, complex. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's fun, but I'll go Last Jedi as well. Uh, Titanic versus Jurassic Park. Kevin. 
Which I would like to see that movie. Titanic versus <laughs> Jurassic Park? Titanic versus Jurassic Park. The sequel. So is this the dinosaurs are on the boat? Yes. <laughs> the park is on the They're boat. They're the glacier. And it's headed towards an iceberg. Yeah. And then they hit a glacier. There's no – the dinosaurs never eat anything. They're just drowning. <laughs> that was the ice age. <laughs> uh, what is it? Titanic versus Jurassic – Jurassic Park. I, I just – it's a dude's movie more than Titanic yeah. is, and uh, we're dudes. We're dudes. Yeah. Art. <laughs> Jurassic Park. I think when you watch Jurassic Park, uh, if anybody ever gets the chance to see the, the those re-releases they do in IMAX, it's better than stuff playing in IMAX now. It's wow. insane. Yeah. Like that's how much it holds Probably. up. What what he was saying. Nothing against Titanic. This is really just comes down to preference. Titanic is. I know we're dudes. My brother was on this. Titanic is his favorite movie. <laughs> you know, people love Titanic, so it's fair. But Jurassic yeah. Park, to go off of what he was saying earlier, they spared no expense. Yeah. They like uh, not to get too technical in it, but when they do the stuff with the grass, like a lot of the things that they were telling him was like, "Yo, let's just keep." They were telling Spielberg, "Let's just keep the grass motionless, and so we can focus on everything on the, on your animals." And he's like, "No, if there's wind hitting the animals, then it needs to hit the grass as well." And he's like, "That's going to cost so much more." He said, "Let's go." That's and that's why I got it. Continuing out over yeah. here. Very detailed. Right. Next matchup, Lion King versus Men in Black. Kevin? Lion King. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tale as old as time, right? You know, it's a Hamlet with lions. Dude, I, I... <laughs> it's the highest grossing animated film almost twice. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the last one, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... I think that's an easy one. Last round of the or last matchup of the second round is Spider Man versus Black Panther. Art, which way do you lean? I really like Spider Man. Yeah, but if it was Spider Man two, it would be no contest to me. Mm. Spider Man and Black Panther are almost tied for me. So going off of mm-hmm. the theatrical experience again, just more personal. I'm going Black Panther. Kevin, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Spider Man. That's fair. Uh, it's got more. Uh, it gives me more feels, even though mm-hmm. rewatching that movie, there's a lot of weird stuff in there it. There is a lot of uh, <laughs> very uh, early two thousands, yeah. And yeah. Sam Raimi doing yeah. his doing Just doing what he a does. A lot of fisheye lenses. <laughs> we're gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna rip your legs off. But even then, <laughs> out of the three, right? Uh, the three times that we've seen his origin story re re redone, I still yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. anything's uh, surpassed the first one. Just the way that they tell so, they tell it on yeah, screen. I think I think the only th- the only thing I like maybe more would be the um, the Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, That's I fair. think if that if there was a, a chart, it would be tough for me to pick between those two. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Spider-Man as really? well. Okay. Maybe it's nostalgia, but that just feels like what a comic book movie feels, should feel like to me. Finding Nemo versus Independence Day in the start of the third round. Art, which way? Nemo. Nemo. Kevin? Yeah, uh, I think so as well. Wouldn't it be funny if he picked Independence Day after (laughs) saying it for the other one? (laughs) You know what? Now that it comes down to this. (laughs) No, I mean. Resurgence. I love this was still part of Pixar. Pixar's constant hits. The note card that Uh, they said that they did. The napkin with all the original ideas. And it's it it hits hard. It's yeah. It's a good movie. And Back Independence when Day Pixar was Pixar. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Independence Day is a fun movie. Uh but so is Finding Nemo. Yeah. Um yeah. It's so many quotable lines and and just really well done. Mm. And they invented 
a new way to do animation so they could have the people under the water. I, I don't right. know if why every time it's like the technical aspect, but like <laughs> these technical marvels that that feel so flawless. Yeah, you know, I love it. It's mm-hmm. not. That's maybe why I don't love Avatar because it's like this is spectacle and love it and, that's and fair. worship it. That's but fair. like these movies that pull it off so effortlessly, but you know, so much went into it. it the I love technical that. part totally. of it is what helps uplift the story and make it memorable. Cause sometimes you have these yep. stories. It's like, man, the story is so good. I wish the budget was better because people yeah, may not give yeah. it the time. Like primer, one of the best time travel movies of all time, but it looks like primer. So no one wants to see it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, when you have that technical achievement, I think it really, uh, it, it, it holds the test of time for sure. All right, The Dark Knight versus Terminator 2. Kevin, which oh, one man. are you going <laughs> to side with here? Oh, man, that's uh, – this. This is this how it always goes? I gave yes, you the harder. tough yes, one. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder and harder. Like, oh, am I, now I'm choosing between children. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Terminator movies, every single one of them, uh, even Salvation. I, may, I think I like Salvation because it came out the same year as – uh, Transformers 2 and mm. I wasn't expecting to like a Terminator movie more than Transformers Formers. in that era mm-hmm. and I right. did uh, but this isn't Shasta about Christian that movie um, <laughs> the Terminator 2 ah shoot no because I'm going up against Dark Knight aren't I mm-hmm. yep <laughs> two very iconic movies yeah. with very iconic imagery and villains let's go with um dark knight because that's my generation totally terminator 2 came out when i was that's our generation yeah 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 Yeah. that's what i mean like terminator 2 is for you know older people (laughs) i would also see that one in theaters i would also go dark knight not to take away from the older generation you guys made great movies back in (laughs) the day. no i hate old people but the dark knight (laughs) I'm gonna let you finish, but the Dark Knight, uh, I think, definitely tested the the. It it, it changed the Oscars stuff. Oscars were always mm-hmm. like five movies for so long, and then the Reader came out. It stole the spot, and so many people argued. They switched the rules faster than they did for Oscars So White. They said, "All right, we get it. You want the Dark Knight? We'll switch. We'll switch. We'll make more changes for that faster than they do for anything else." <laughs> and to this day, people still argue that the Dark Knight um, should have gotten the nomination, should have gotten the win, and uh, it inspired so many film students. Mm. From score, like from every aspect on how to shoot a movie, shoot it dark, how to write characters, do it like Nolan does, make it gritty, make it this. And to the mm-hmm. score, everything had. If it wasn't a Nolan soundtrack from one of his other movies, it was my trailer needs a bomb. And every trailer had that for the longest time coming. Of course, Terminator had these effects too uh, when it came out to the second one, and everyone wanting to have that success of a sequel blockbuster, uh, which I think Terminator uh, Dark Knight itself owes a lot to along with Heat and everything else, but my personal pick is Dark Knight. You, Zach? Yeah. I, I would go with Dark Knight as well. I mean, you look at just the uh, press cycle that the Joker movie has been on, yeah. and none of that, I think, would have happened without Heath Ledger's performance kind of paving the way into uh, into yeah. prestige for uh, these comic book movies. You know, it's kind of the Dark Knight brought uh populist entertainment into the into the like art world you know into the the award circuit yeah so uh I, i'll go with that one it's also just you know one that i actually remember being in the theater for so dude i was going to mexico because <laughs> we made trips to mexico all the time we're at the yeah. border at laredo and i was like i need to watch this movie i get to watch <laughs> it get to mexico this thing was already bootlegged i was like what <laughs> what how <laughs> 
They work fast, man. All right. Yeah. The Last Jedi versus Jurassic Park. I feel like this one's going to be pretty easy. Kevin? I don't know uh, why you Ooh. think that's so easy. <laughs> Ooh, um, I like both movies. I think Jurassic Park is uh, – I really do like Last Jedi. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think Jurassic Park is a classic, um, and so I have to go with Jurassic Park. Same. Uh, I don't know that Last Jedi will ever be necessarily considered a, a classic. In And it's a sequel. It's, a, it's in an yeah. established franchise. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park was – Wholly new, and I like that. To give it, that's ultimately yeah. why I said that. It's just like Jurassic Park is its own thing, whereas Last Jedi is part of a legacy and part of a whole journey of movies. Even then, I do like what it does as a sequel, because a lot of these totally. sequels that we have here are just riding off of the fact of previous successes. This take they took that and it turned it on its head that it pissed off half of the half of the half of the Earth population. So I will give it that credit, but I I really do think Jurassic Park. Um, it's it's what we consider the blockbuster, you know. Spielberg from Jaws to to this uh, created classics. Uh, and our next matchup is Lion King versus Spider Man. Lion King one. Kevin, yes, agreed. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, Lion King as well. Make it a sweep there. That takes us to the semifinals: Finding Nemo, The Dark Knight, Jurassic Park, and Lion King. Wow. Our favorite movies wow. uh, that have been box office champions, and now I feel like you're you're starting to see like a little bit of like a a, a level of quality for these movies. You know, this is going to be some tough decisions here. Uh, we're going with maybe the brightest movie on this list to the most dark and uh, menacing movie on the list: Finding Nemo versus The Dark Knight. Art, I know you love these movies. Can you pick one? Finding Nemo. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. Kevin, you're not going that way. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, The Dark Knight is a really great movie. I actually like it more uh, since The the Dark Knight Rises came out because Mm. when Dark Knight first came out, I I saw it several times in theaters, not because I'm the type of person who sees movies, but all my friends were like, this group of friends were going to see it, and then this... You find yourself, yeah. Yeah. And I I didn't like how they... I didn't like the... Um, like, I'm not somebody who, oh, I gotta agree with the message in order to like a movie. Yeah. But I, I hated the message of The Dark Knight. Of really? lying lying to the populace about Harvey Dent because they needed to be lied to. Yeah. I thought that that was... I don't believe in that. I disagree wholeheartedly, and the movie never made you feel like they were saying that that was a bad thing until The Dark Knight Rises came along and you see consequences of them having lied to the people. Because I don't think Mm. the government needs to lie to us even if there's, you know, so we can have some sort of symbol of Mm -hmm. a great, you know, like, I don't, if, if a politician falls, good. They were bad people. Behind the scenes, they were bad. If they're murderers, let it come out in the open. That yeah. should, we shouldn't idolize people if they were murderers, um, or at least we shouldn't idolize them for something they weren't. Uh, you know, if if there's somebody who does a good thing and a bad thing, we shouldn't write off the good thing just because they did a bad thing. But we should take all of that into account. And so I hated yeah. that Batman made the decision, like oh, we're gonna, you know, in his little monologue at the end where he's like, "It's the hero that you know they need." Uh, uh, I need to be a scapegoat, basically, mm-hmm. and 
that's I just quoted that exactly. I think uh, pretty. <laughs> that's the ending. That's the ending line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only person I've heard say this. I've heard people argue that they believe that the Dark Knight is a mess of a movie in terms of who Wait, the main so person is. Are you not going the Dark Knight then? Oh, uh, what is it between uh, <laughs> Finding Nemo. Nemo? I think that I really like the Dark Knight. And I yeah. really like Finding Nemo. <laughs> but ne- Finding Nemo is not my favorite Pixar movie. Um, Same. So maybe I will say I'm going to go with The Dark Knight because okay. I like I'm Batman Dark more Knight than too. I like Water. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going Dark Knight as well. Uh, Finding Nemo is not my favorite Pixar okay. movie, although I think it's really great. Uh, the Dark Knight, I think the first half of that is just about as perfect as you can get for a kind of comic book superhero action movie. Uh, the second half I have some issues with, but it's like it's beyond that. It's like this dark and gritty and, and grounded idea of a superhero because we've seen other mm-hmm. movies sort of attempt that. I think there's a, a, a way in which the filmmaking is just a, a little bit more electric, a little bit more uh, visceral and... Uh, they they again for the first half of that movie the Joker is just genuinely terrifying in a way that I've never found him in uh, in films mm-hmm. yeah you know before or since uh, so I'm gonna go with the Dark Knight I I think so, that so, I think that Nolan movies have a tendency to be um, very easy for shows like CinemaSins to rip apart yeah. uh, because I think he he does a very he's a very like. Uh, emotional director he plays with your emotions and to me i think he does a good job at taking you on a ride which is what films do you Mm -hmm. films tell you hey you just learned everything about this person's entire life but it all it all happened in two hours it's all magic and trickery and i think nolan has that down so well where he knows how to use the music and the the cinematography and the acting and the shots and, and just everything to work with your emotion to make you experience something that that I, I think that um, Into the Spider-Verse displays very well that type of thing where it's like there's things happening, but it's much more cerebral than it is literal. Mm-hmm. It's much more – and I think Nolan kind of does that with his movies to where if I can go on, on, a, on a ride with a movie that the movie doesn't make me pull back and start looking for the problems – um, of course, I can dive into a movie and find all the problems. Not find a bunch of problems. Yeah, right. um, you know, even CinemaSin says no movie is without sin, and it's it gets annoying, like that type of ripping a movie apart. But I can't. When I saw Spencer Confidential, I couldn't help but rip it apart because it's it asking just, for it, it. It, it. Yeah, in the beginning, it it took me out of the movie. It made me think, oh, this is a bad movie because of this decision and this decision. Now all I right. can do is pick the movie apart because. It's it's made me do it where I think Nolan pulls me into his movies to where, yes, of course, I can see the flaws, but I've I've enjoyed the experience mm-hmm. and uh, you give into it. And so I give in. And so, yeah, I yeah. Uh, I don't know why I felt the need to say that other than that's why uh, you would mention that people um, have pointed out all like these flaws yeah. in the Dark Knight. And sure, I agree, and I, I think there's those. But I he do still like puts you in that world. Here, here, the Joker. I like the message of the Joker uh, believing that people are all bad and realizing that <laughs> actually communities uh, don't won't all kill each other. And I think yeah. that's something that usually we see 
usually we see people arguing that, oh, everybody, it would be mass hysteria and all this stuff. And I think that there is, you know, even I live in Nashville and we had that tornado yeah. and there was mm-hmm. this community coming together. And with the coronavirus there, I'm amazed at how few people have uprisen, even though there's some and yeah. there's some, you know, but yeah. but the vast majority people, of people we're seeing are, are doing good and being. Uh, helpful to others in a yeah. way that uh, that scene in the Dark Knight tries to illustrate. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, it, so I think that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I like the Dark Knight. It's a good movie. Me too. <laughs> Agreed. And I like Nemo <laughs> yeah. as well. Our, our other semifinal okay. is Jurassic Park versus The Lion King. Art, do you prefer dinosaurs or lions? Um... I'm going Jurassic Park, believe it or not. And, and, and Lion King very much so deserves to be there. This is just off of preference. And uh, I think Jurassic Park hits uh, practically every emotion that you need in a film. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going that one. Kevin? I hate the semifinals. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> the point. I hate this so much. It hurts. It takes, Boy, it it takes hurts. everything that you said in the first round and goes, How you, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, you really yeah. believe that? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't have rambled so much in the first round. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Lion King. Cool. Uh, I just love that. I love that movie. I think the 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 triune, uh, Aladdin's my favorite, and then okay. Lion King, and then Beauty and the Beast. So I think are. How do you feel about all the live actions? I hate them so much. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I think I might actually review Aladdin. I did a review, but I didn't do uh-huh. like a big old review. Yeah. I, because there's so many problems with that movie that they're I fit it, it all in. They are right. We were talking about like Terminator 2 and a lot of these blockbusters actually being some of YouTube reviewers' like launching points was dissing these movies. <laughs> uh, the, what we're mentioning right now, same thing. Equally. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, Lion King, so I'll go with that. Uh, sorry to go against you two times in a row, Art. I'm going Lion King. So you King just here. don't care. Yeah, that's I fair. Mean, it's, I, I love. That's fine. It's such a great movie. It's fantastic. Uh, songs are great. The theming, the animation is beautiful. The the characters have personality on their faces, unlike the more recent Lion <laughs> yeah. King. I uh, I like Lion King mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, remember they did that re-release like a f- mm-hmm. few years ago. Yeah, now yeah. Like, I remember going to going to buy my ticket to the re-release and just being. As swept away as I was as a child. He's got you know, Jonathan it's... Taylor Thomas and Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it's fantastic. How can you complain about that? There was an episode of Home Improvement where uh, it's like their cousin or something is over, and Randy's down on the ground and he's playing with the the Simba character because because <laughs> it's Disney was it was ABC, uh-huh. and so yeah. he's playing and doing the voice like as a joke, like "Hey, it's me, Simba," <laughs> and then. Tim Allen comes behind and picks up a, a Buzz a Buzz Lightyear doll, and he's like, "Yeah, but what about me?" It's so, so funny. funny. It's so good. I love the way now Tim Allen has incorporated his other uh, his other projects at times into. You're gonna into see that at what's his show, Last Man Standing. He's just gonna bring in the 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 dolls and get sued out of it. <laughs> they did uh, have the lady, the woman who played his wife on um, Home Improvement on Last Man Standing in an episode, and it was pretty funny. They had, there was a lot of winks and nods. Anyway. the <laughs> We'll take a break from the Tim Allen Extended Universe for the finals. <laughs> I uh, Dark so. Knight versus Lion King. <laughs> Dark Knight, Lion King. Two iconic films, two, two vastly different movies. A Are they, dark, though? gritty. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Things get real dark in both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And yet you've got Kevin, a crazy uh, guy who uh, <laughs> who starts to breed chaos and darkness and uh, villains and one with maniacal laughter. He's the one guy who can who can stop it, and he's reluctant, but then he does it. They're the same movie, actually. You know, I would have said this. Uh, look, was I was looking at the bracket, and I was like, all right, because I, I was picking Black Panther, Black Panther. I was like, Black Panther goes against Lion King. Those are definitely uh, the yeah, same movie. Yeah. It definitely trumps it. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparing these two, it's crazy to think, like, because, you know, now we're talking decade of, of the 90s for Lion King and then the decade of the uh, late 2000s. Um, I'm personally going Dark Knight. I think Lion King definitely withholds the stand of time as an animation. Uh, Remember it being the B animation that they were working on that year? Pocahontas being the main one? Uh, So for it to still have that, they made a live-action animated version, and that still didn't even touch the surface of what they had going on with the original. They cut out scenes, like the whole, um, like, getting hit with the stick. And and talking about how that's a memory, how it's like, just because it happened in the past doesn't mean you're not going to feel it. That's nowhere in the new one, which is the big message that you would want to hear. We were talking about theming with other movies. I think that it definitely has... Uh, a message. It's got a grittiness, like we were just comparing right now, that as much as it's a kid's movie, it stars, as a lot of Disney movies do, with a parental figure dying a horrible, gruesome death by the hand of a loved one, or should be a loved one. So, um, while it's very close between the two, I will go Dark Knight on this one. Kevin, how are you feeling? They're two different movies. I mean, I know I said they're the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) Make up your mind. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but I, I don't, they, they are very different. Like, I love yeah. them both for two different reasons. Um, Does one it, uh, answer your desert yeah, island? Yeah, your desert island. Yeah, I, that's what earlier. I was just going to say. I'm like, I guess if I get my island scenario, I would go with Lion King just because I probably have watched that more. Because when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you rewatch movies all the time. Uh, and so... And and then I could sing with the song. You could sing instead I, of just, just I quote having to that sing movie along with Bob all the time. Uh, yeah. So you know, and I watched that movie a lot when I was a young warthog. So when I, <laughs> uh, I comes down to you, like Zach. everyone else. This is a this is a really tough decision. Uh, maybe maybe we should just call it a tie. Uh, but I don't think we've done that one. I don't think. I'm going to go Dark Knight. Oh. Hey, they you both know, uh, begin with amazing beginnings. Like, they, yep. they draw you in immediately. You've got the song. Yep. Nah, with the, yeah. the sun coming up. And then you've got that. The wall in, just. In the, the, yeah, going through and they skyline over the, uh, yeah. the buildings. Yeah. And the Dark Knight pulls you in with the, the bank robbery. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, oh, man. They're classic. good. You really can't go wrong. Yeah, when you come, honestly, we've noticed that when you come down to the final four, might as well just call it, right? Call it like the nominations. Don't give out a best picture. Just say all four of y'all were great. Um, So we're curious to see how the inner cuties take it. You know, many times they disagree with us. I'm sure that they had ones (laughs) in round one where they're like, yeah, I stopped watching at that point. Uh, Exactly. Uh, Shout out to the Avatar fans out there who are not happy right now. Hey, Avatar 2 may have a chance. It'll be at the number one spot when it comes. <laughs> then to maybe people will dress yeah. up as avatars. As avatars at, <laughs> at the screenings with their tails and stuff to keep the six feet apart. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Dark Knight wins our best box office champ bracket. But let us know what you think 
uh, should have won, where we went wrong. Again, you can reach out on social media at Intercut Pod, be a Intercutie, and send us movie, TV, and entertainment questions, and we will answer them on future episodes of the podcast. We're going to get to our final segment, The New to See, where we give the audience our picks for the week, recommendations for what to watch. Art, why don't you kick us off? What are your picks for the week? Uh, so there's a recent movie that was uh, from TIFF. It's called Human Capital. It's out on VOD. Alina was able to catch it at TIFF. Yeah. She's been hyping it up for me for the longest time. Uh, and I finally got the chance to watch it. It, it. It's a pretty decent movie. I'd say it's definitely worth the rent it. Uh, that covers all these different perspectives. And someone got hit by a car. And you're seeing some stuff in the present, some stuff as flashbacks. And it's one of those movies that's definitely worth the second viewing because you notice where people were standing in the background and stuff like that. Uh, so if that intrigues you, uh, that would be my recommendation. In terms of streaming, uh, The Willoughby's, if, uh, I'm not exactly sure when that goes, yeah. right? I want to say, but it'll be if up. it'll be up at this time, then my streaming pick, you don't even got to rent waste any vod money uh right from the comfort of your couch netflix has a new animation coming out and i and i mean it when i say the animation itself is really good um i i yeah. like the story i like the tone of it i like the jokes uh but even then i still think that the animation is a is a standout so those are my picks totally uh i can second the willoughby's there but kevin what are your picks what do you recommend the people out there on lockdown do to entertain themselves? besides tiger king tiger king yeah i don't know uh well, I recently I had never um, I had I, I didn't I never had HBO uh, and so I signed up for that for the okay. free, and so I've watched um, I've watched the uh, I've watched uh, Westworld. Okay, it's great, great show. As long as you're okay with seeing, they're not a lot of nudity yeah. in it, yeah. but they're robots. HB- so it's HBO. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you get the season two or just season one? Season two. I'm on season three now. Oh, okay. How, how are you up to date, or are you still catching mm, up with season I three? I think I'm still catching up. All right. So, how are you in enjoying it so far? I know uh, more people were mixed on season two than season one. I can see uh, that. Uh, season two just gets into deeper. Like season one is, it's a movie stretched out. Yes. It, it's got yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it it's got it builds and it's got a climax, and it's definitely feels like a really long movie uh season two gets deeper i think into some some nuances and and uh there's more going on um mm-hmm. it's not so much well and also you have literally a character whose his scenes i feel are they switched around out of order on purpose yeah um and and because it's a glitch that's happening to him and that um I think that season two is better technically and, and just in a lot of like, Ooh. right. That's interesting. We like never, we, we don't hear this usually, uh, but I, I think season one is more digestible. Yeah. Uh, there's, totally. there's just, I, I don't think that they worked less hard on season two. I think they actually worked harder on season two, yeah. but I could see what I, I, I guess I say all that to say, I could see why people wouldn't like it just cause it's less accessible. And then you also have the fact that it, it kind of all, there's a thing that happens at the end of season one that basically that thing is just happening throughout season two. Yeah. It's the repercussion. Think they're going to wrap up quickly. Ha- it, they just turn that whole thing into the whole season. True. I also feel it's kind a, of. it's a very big, I haven't started season three yet. I feel it's a very big setup for season three. Which is yeah. always like 
a sad thing that you have to go through, but in order to really build up where you want the story arc to go, sometimes, and mm-hmm. it usually is season two, is that sacrifice yeah. season that's setting up so that three, four, and five can it's fly. when they get told you they they sign the contract for yeah. more seasons and like oh we could do more we can do well, more. let's take our time yeah i mean walking dead kind of uh season two <laughs> season two, is two like and it dragged super out yeah slow um but season one is just like non-stop but it's also fewer yeah. episodes uh and and so season three is interesting so far but it's a different show yeah, they, they did a bit of a reset on season three, which to me has been interesting because you expand the scope of the show and you're getting a different side to the society that they've created. Yeah. Um, to me, Westworld is a show that's at its most interesting when it's asking, like, uh, what kinds of future tech will we see and what is going to happen to society because it's readily available, right? Uh, and, and the ways in which uh, this season has been about uh, predictive analysis and its impact on humans' abilities to live their lives is something that is cool because it resonates with things that we see in the real yeah. world. Uh, I, I I am mixed on some of the the way that it's it's uh, delivered on the show, but it's always a show that I like thinking about, and yeah. I, I listen to I like listening to Westworld podcasts just because the questions that it brings up are really fun. You know what's so. interesting about it? It's the season one feels a lot like Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. Oh, same and, author. And yep. yeah, but yet apparently I've never watched the original Westworld, but apparently it's nothing like no. kind the of, show. But but yeah. but that the the show is more like Jurassic Park than the original movie was like Jurassic Park, even though um It would be reverse, yeah. Yeah. You would think, because he's not involved in, in the show, right? Well, I think he's right. dead. But, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's interesting because clearly the the show is very inspired by Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> that was the ghost of Michael Crichton saying, no, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the original Westworld. <laughs> um, I got another HBO recommendation for you, you, Kevin, now that you're uh, on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, uh, we'll be seeing the unveiling of Bad Education, another movie hey! that Art and I uh, were at TIFF for. I caught it at TIFF. Uh, it's the new movie from director Corey Finley, who made another film we like called Thoroughbreds. This one takes place in a Long Island public school uh, where Hugh Jackman, as the school's principal, is heading up the uh, single largest public school embezzlement uh, in history, yep. uh-huh. uh, and it's got this kind of quirky, almost uh, Alexander Payne's election style of uh, comedy to it. In that, there's this kind of uh, it, like good appearances of uh, trying to be a good, upstanding citizen, and then like nefarious uh, feelings underneath and and, and intentions, uh, and that ultimately this principle is being taken down by his school's newspaper. Uh, it's got a great cast uh, beyond Hugh Jackman. You have Alison Janney is doing excellent work. Uh, Ray Romano is really funny in every scene that uh, he's in. Geraldine Viswantha, uh, Viswanathan, there we go, uh, who has been in some other comedies, is very good in this one. Also, uh, my boy Jimmy Tatro from American Vandal shows up briefly. That was hilarious to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like Bad Education. Okay. It's going to be on HBO this nice. Saturday. I like so anything sure that, that one out. exposes corruption in public schools. So that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's fun. 
Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. I also watched, uh, been watching Veep. Uh, if oh, you want very something cool. Lighthearted. I I was a, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I really enjoyed West Wing back in the day, and yeah. this is like a parody of the West Wing, and <laughs> I think it kind of breaks the um the Seinfeld curse that at one point there was where uh actors who were on Seinfeld had a really hard time doing other things, um, probably because they were all so rich from doing Seinfeld that they didn't feel... <laughs> and so known for that character <laughs> yeah. specifically. But it's amazing that um, Julianne Dreyfus... Julie, yeah. Yeah, Julie Louis. Um, ...is hilarious. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of... Um, it reminds me of a little bit of Leslie Nope and, and Parks and Rec. Rec. But if you, if you were to take... Um, uh, what's the lady who did Sarah Palin on SNL? Oh, Tina Fey. If you were to take her character and build a show around it, that's basically <laughs> what the show is. And uh, it's great. It's really good. Yeah. Because they're all terrible Absolutely. people, just like Seinfeld. They're, it's terrible people, but they're in government and they're like – it's probably one of the most accurate portrayals of what really goes on in the government. So uh, besides House of Cards, of course, where yeah. – uh, yeah, they're all murdering people and stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, joke writing on V particularly is so precise and cutting. Oh, yeah. Uh, very funny show. It's good. Uh, but I think that's about all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at Zshevich, Z-S-H-E-V-I-C-H. And check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Multiplex Show. Kevin, where can people catch more from you? You can uh, check out my website, SaganiteKevin.com. Or just go to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash saygoodnightkevin. Uh, I upload videos, do reviews of movies, and oftentimes of Christian movies, which are just, I love them so much that I <laughs> built an entire channel around watching them. So yes, The patron saint of Christian <laughs> cinema. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me at the Z Show or let me explain on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And every week here on the Intracut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify on your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can catch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut every Friday. And please leave us a comment, like the videos, consider heading over to iTunes to give us a five-star, five-star review. And... Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All of those are at Intercut Pod. You'll get updates throughout the week from me, from Art, from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut, including Kevin. So thanks again for tuning in, and until next time... You know the thing about messiahs, don't you?